Hello everyone, I'm Marty Pospisil and welcome to my August 2023 real estate market update. I've got some interesting stats to show you today, showing where we're headed with real estate and where we are today. And at the very end, I got some kind of fun historic photos to share with you. So hang on at the end for an extra 30 seconds. I think you'll enjoy them. So let's jump right into my table showing where we're at with different product. Uh, we're going to look at sales activity year over year, benchmark price year over year, and the increase since last month for various product greater Vancouver. So we're looking at houses first. We're looking at houses sale activity year over year. We have an increased activity of 29%. So almost 30% increase in activity from this month last year in 2022. Um, the benchmark price, we're up 0.6%. So this is the first time you're seeing across the board prices being higher than a year ago. So that's a really interesting milestone to hit. Uh, and for houses, we're up almost uh, a percent from this time last year. Last month, we increased another 1.1% for detached houses in Greater Vancouver. Let's pop down to townhomes. Activity up 53% year over year. That's significant. And prices up 1.2% on attached townhomes and, and half duplexes um, from this time last year. And from last month, we had an increase of half a percent. So if we pop down to condos, activity is up year over year, 21%. We've got prices year over year up 2.6%. So that's quite interesting from this time last year for condos. And last month, we have a 0.6% percent increase in prices on condos. So really interesting. Prices are continuing to go up, not dramatically like we saw in spring of last year where we saw two, three, 3.8% 3 increases in one month, but still significant increases monthly. So what I use, the metric I use for the rest of uh, the slides in this section is, of course, the sales ratio. And the sales ratio is simply the absorption rate of product into the market. How much is selling every month? Uh, if it is a buyer's market, there's downward pressure in prices. That's less than 11% being absorbed every month. That's what we call a buyer's market. But if more is selling every month between 12 and 20%, we have a balanced market. It's not favoring the buyers. It's not favoring the sellers. It's balanced. Prices stay pretty moderate. But if we are in a seller's market, more than 21% of the given inventory for that product is selling in a given month. And that means people are competing and prices are on the rise. So it's all about supply and demand. And if there's too much supply and not enough uh, demand, you've got a buyer's market. If there's too much demand, not enough supply, economics 100, um, then you get a seller's market. I think I got that right. So let's pop into the slides and let's see what's happening. Detached houses, Vancouver West Side, the benchmark product that we all look at. Last month, we had 14% balanced market for that type of product. This month we're at 12%. So the demand versus supply has dropped ever so slightly from last month to 12% sales ratio. 
We are in a balanced market, but we're only 1% above that buyer's market threshold. So that's quite interesting detached. Let's look at condos and townhomes on the west side of Vancouver. Last month, we had a staggering 38% sales ratio. That's superheated, and I remember that. We had a lot of competition in that type of product. So this month, we are at 27%. We're still in a seller's market for that product, but we dropped 10% in the sales ratio in only one month. Kind of a message there. Something's happening. Something's having an impact. Thank you, Tiff. And let's pop into condos and townhomes downtown. What's happening downtown? Last month, we had a very respectable 22% just into that seller's market. This month, we are dropped down. Oops, sorry, I didn't change that, but dropped down to 17%. Ignore that, pretend it says 17. It's dropped down to 17%. So again, a cooling down in condos, townhomes downtown. So let's now look at detached houses, Vancouver East Side. That's an interesting product to look at. We've got in our previous month, 22% sales ratio. Again, just into a seller's market. This month, we're down to 20%. So slight drop in activity from last month by 2%. And that brings us into balanced market territory. So condos, townhomes, east side of Vancouver, the last product we look at last month, we had an incredible 44%. It was on fire back in July. Where are we now? We are down to 35%. Still a very hot seller's market, but cooler by 9% compared to last month, condos, townhomes, Vancouver East Side. Interesting. Now, if we look at the sales ratio for Greater Vancouver, you can see all of them are starting to fall. This is the balanced market territory. You can see the starting to dip into that area for all product. What's happening with prices? If you look at our historical average price graph since the beginning of time in 1977, you'll see for houses, there's our blip last, our peak last spring, dropped down the average price almost back to where it was. But don't look at averages. We look at medians and Vancouver housing price index. Those are more accurate, but you can see that recovery and you can also see it with townhomes and you can see it very clearly with condos. The price is coming back to that peak and some surpassing. If you look by region across BC, you can see um, from an average price point of view, they're all coming back in the Okanagan, Vancouver Island, North Vancouver, Lower Mainland. So it's happening everywhere, not just in Vancouver. And if we look at the average MLS price across BC, you can see that's the peak last spring, average, well, almost back to where we were, and in some product and neighborhoods uh, and price ranges, we're certainly past that, as you can see. Forecasting, where are we going to go from here? Okay, what are the drivers um, that I look at? I look at the market enhancers, price enhancers, and price deterrents um, are in red, enhancers are in green. Obviously, the low inventory situation we're having. There's two things that are really impacting the market. Lack of listings and our friends back east, 
high interest rates and down south as well. Um, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. But those are the two things really controlling the market. If everybody listed, prices would start to soften. If the rates came down, prices would start to increase even more because more people would list and it would get the activity going. So it's all supply and demand and these are the factors. So inventory level, still very, very low. That's a market price enhancer. Consumer confidence is high. Buyers are buying. That's the problem. Our friends back east don't like it when everybody's out buying new cars and houses and TVs and clothing. Stop consuming. We'll talk about that. So those are pushing the prices up. Inflation is actually coming down. You'll see a chart later where we are today. That's good news. Um, cost of borrowing. That's a market deterrent. There are many people out there who do not have a lot of cash to buy. They're relying on the mortgage rates. They're not out there buying. So the high cost of the financing right now is definitely a market deterrent. So there's our color chart on our market drivers. That's kind of interesting. Consumer confidence. Herein lies the problem. She's got all these shopping bags. Uh, I've got a guy later to equal it out. It's not necessarily women buying more or men. Uh, it's all pretty equal. We're all out there consuming. Um, retail sales are continuing to increase. What's going on? Interest rates are high. Lines of credit are high. Credit card interest is high. Why are people still spending? Maybe they were handed a whole bunch of money over the last couple of years. Maybe that's part of the problem. Um, interesting. So we've also got sales by region. You can see the sales are taking off everywhere in the Kootenays and in, in um, Vancouver Island in Northern BC, everywhere the sales have been brisk. Product is selling. The demand is high. Um, that's quite interesting to look region by region. Um, we look at year-to-date housing starts by the city. This is uh, city of Vancouver. You can see here way up from 2022, and that's a good barometer to see how developers and builders are feeling about the future demand in the market. They're actually starting with their permits and planning to build 17,458 year-to-date homes up by 6,000 compared to this time last year. Same with Victoria, but on a much smaller scale, Kelowna, Abbotsford is actually down, interestingly enough. So that is housing starts. Here's what we thought was going to happen to the market. It was going to very slowly come back um, in terms of the regional averages. Um, but here's what's actually happening for all areas in BC. That monthly sales activity has really shot back quicker than anyone anticipated. A lot of stuff happening that people did not anticipate. Where are they all coming? Here's an inflow migration chart or, or map for all of BC. That big red dot here at the bottom is Greater Vancouver. So in other words, these little spits and spats of bread, blood droplets around the province um, are only a small portion of what's actually hitting the lower mainland. Um, so that inflow migration increases the demand and again starts to heat up the market. That's an interesting chart. Unemployment. So we are at um, nationally, we're at 5.6 in BC, 5.4 is it the other way around. Anyways, they're both pretty close. Um, unemployment rate still pretty low. 
That's interesting. So people get jobs. So the inflation rate is actually dropping. Next slide, you'll see where we're at. So um, TIFF um, raised the rates again by 25 basis points in the last announcement. Everybody kind of freaked out. Ah, the sky is falling. Um, but, you know, already at really high interest rates, not going to make a big, big difference. But there are some more buyers dropping out of the market because of that. He says, but it's not working as quickly or as powerfully as we thought it would. Now, why is that? Why are people still spending when uh, the interest rates are so high? They're supposed to not spend when the rates are high. Maybe they've got a lot of cash again stored up. Maybe there's a lot of inheritance money, money being passed down from uh, generations, parents to kids, grandparents, etc. There's something going on because there's certainly people out there. Uh, but here is the good news. Consumer price index, you can see, has fallen dramatically since its peak. I think it was June 2022. We're hitting those crazy high inflation rates, 7 8%. You can see here, Canadian inflation rate back in the 1920s. Now remember, that was the Depression, 21.6%. I thought that was an interesting stat. In 1980, it was 10.2%. Here it is, in June of last year, 8.1%. So that pales in comparison to these banner years. Not that we want to compete with that, but that's where we were this time last year, just a little bit earlier. Here's where we are now. Um, what happens if the Fed raises or in Canada stays put? Okay, so there's TIFF. We're at 2.8% now in Canada. Fantastic. Hooray. We're, we're at our goal. Didn't they say that they wanted to get inflation between 2 and 3% and when we're there, we're going to start lowering the rates very cautiously, but they're not. They're increasing the rates. Our friends down south um, are at 2.97%. So we're almost the same. That's good because you remember in my previous updates, you don't have big disparity because that alone causes inflation in Canada. Um, we're close. We're low. Everything's looking good. Why are the rates still so high? What's going on? The rate's higher, keeping people out of the market. Um, so this is the lowest rate we've had, inflation rate, in two years. So this is great, great news for all of us. Um, why do they keep the rates so high? This guy. If you see this guy out buying stuff with his credit card, tell him to go home because he's the reason that uh, the Fed and Tiff Macklem are raising the Bank of Canada rates. He's on a spending spree. He's buying like, like purple sweat jackets and God knows what's in this polka dot bag he's got in his arm. He's got his credit card out. He's spending. Stop him. Um, that's the problem. That's also impacting other things like rental rates. Look at where we were back just as the pandemic hit back in March, April, compared to where we are today, this is Victoria and Vancouver, one and two bedroom rates. We are almost 50% higher than that benchmark when the pandemic hit. And people who are out there renting and investors um, who are monitoring the rents can see this happening. They are out of control. So that's really interesting, showing what's happening out there as well. And the inflation, of course, is impacting it. What's happening with the cost of borrowing? Well, no surprise there. Um, the rates are higher every time the overnight rate increases. 
the banks follow suit and the lending rates go up as well. Here's the forecast chart. Here's where we are now are in August. The forecast is still that. We're looking at the variable rate here in maybe February of next year, we're gonna start seeing a drop in rates. Now that can change. If everybody keeps spending and the economy keeps heated up and on fire, the Bank of Canada may not lower those rates and that will keep the market suspended in, in this uh, suspended animation, so to speak. And it may not change. We might still see that slight increase in prices continue. Um, so it's tough really to say, but right now this is still the forecast for some time, <clears throat> excuse me, in spring of next year that the rates could start cautiously dropping. So that's really interesting because that's one of the big drivers. There's our logo. And um, inventory levels, again, people aren't listing. And we'll talk a little bit about there, why. And I, I looked at across Canada just to see, is this only happening in BC? So we've got Ontario, Alberta, BC, and all of Canada in green. All the inventory for the new listings are dropping. Less and less people are putting their homes in the market. There's less to buy. There's still a high demand. Um, we don't know why entirely, but there's still people out there buying and that's keeping those prices creeping up on us. So it's happening across Canada. And you can see if we look at the west side for houses, inventory in red, we've got a slight increase taking place, 478, 511, 529, 561 houses only in the west side for sale. We need double or triple that really to satisfy the demand. Same with attached condo and townhome product. We've had a gradual increase in listing 742 units across the west side, not enough product, okay? And wow, Here's cities across Canada, um, and why are they not listing? These are the uh, changes of the listing levels, all residential properties, all dropping. Quite an impressive uh, graph there. And active listings across BC, all dropping. A Little bit of a bump here in the lower man line. You can see that creep that we just looked at. But bottom line is, um, and I'll, I'll talk about this, you can see that inventory is not changing at all significantly enough to meet the demand. The demand is there, so there's a contingent of buyers who are out there buying, um, but there's not enough for them to buy, and the rates aren't changing enough to encourage a lot of those entry-level buyers, who are also sellers, to break their two to 3% mortgage uh, and expose themselves to five to 6% mortgage in order to do the upgrade. So that's part of the problem. So what next? In conclusion, so all the things we know, inflation is coming down nicely. The economy is still too active. Remember, look for the guy in the purple sweatshirt uh, in the store, stop him. Uh, the Bank of Canada has no choice but to raise rates. If the economy stays overheated, they have one tool. There's others, but we don't want to know about those. The one tool we all know about is that overnight rate, and they just bumped it up. So when the mortgage rates remain high, it makes it difficult for families to jump into the market, keeping the inventory low. We talked about that, I think, two months ago in my update. Why that is, majority of the young people holding entry-level product are in these low mortgages, and they can't afford to break them right now. So that's keeping the inventory low. Many hungry cash buyers are competing 
due to lack of inventory. There's a lot of cash out there. So with borrowing rates increasing, the demand may taper. I changed that from should taper to may taper and prices could stabilize, uh, but they might not. They might continue to creep. So until there is a drop in interest rates, the market should remain the same with moderate monthly increases in price. So the status quo, if you're looking at it, like this for oops, like this for prices. So I think that's going to continue. Okay, the fun page. Let's talk about this. 1820 Waterloo Street. Here's what it looks today like. You can see we got a relatively new home over here. There's second in Waterloo. Why am I showing you this? Well, because a very good client of mine, thank you, Pat, sent me a photo of what it looked like in there's our fun fact guy, 1910. There's the same shot of Waterloo Street looking north. There's this guy standing in front of a house and this guy is James Quincy. Now in 1910, James Quincy built the first house in the northeast side of Kitsilano and he was the only realtor selling in that area. He had the market captured. Um, but there he is, he's out there with his lassie dog, and what would he think if he walked down uh, 4th Avenue just a block from his house today? He would be pretty amazed. So there's James Quincy, um, really interesting uh, uh, character. There he is outside of his house, you can see his house here, it's a really sort of a cottagey bungalow style. Uh, he's with his pet bear cub, this is again around 1910, he took lots of photos um, which is why it's so well documented about him. Uh, and uh, here is another sketch of what his house looked like that he built back in 1910. It's just a sketch, so it's not super clear, but a little bit of history for you. Boy, that was 113 years ago, and look what's changed. His was the first house. All he saw around him was trees, and there was the power line. The power line knew poles, but it's still there running down third. That's quite interesting. Um, so that was quite an interesting piece of history, I thought. That's my August 2023 market update. Um, thank you for joining us. Again, video formats on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram. And if you're into podcasts, I'm on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and of course, Google Podcasts. Thank you very much for joining me. I'm Marty Pospisil. Enjoy the rest of your summer.